0: new musical segment guys today we're having a hard conversation this is a new segment that we kind of started this season um and just the peppy go lucky kind of exciting stuff like music was kind of hard to transition us into uh the hard conversation so guys this is some people's kids youth pastors discipling others with other youth pastors And we just wanted to uh, grow uh, in a sense. And we wanted to just talk about what does it look like? This is Ian with his brother, Andrew. And we're talking about how do we minister to the LGBTQ plus community? Um, There's so this is such a uh, hot topic for especially when it comes to the church. And we kind of want to, so we're going to kind of narrow the conversation down a little bit. Um, and how to, you've got, a, uh, somebody who identifies with same sex attraction in your ministry. And there's a few different dynamics that we're going to be talking about today. Um, but there's a lot of different conversations to have. So in the comments below, please feel free to, to, uh, spur on more conversation for future episodes. Uh, uh, whether you want us to go one direction or another, with having uh, to further this conversation, but here we are, having a hard talk. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, we gotta have them.
0: Yep. We kind of uh, often we like to do these raw. We just, but Andrew and I had a conversation off air just to make sure that we had direction with this first hard conversation.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as we come into this. We don't want to make this more intense than it needs to be. But these are hard conversations you have as ministers of the gospel, especially ministers of the gospel to an up-and-coming generation that's working through things. And so I think, you know, as we come into this conversation, you know, one of the things we want to, in, in any of these hard conversations that we have with students or have with other believers, is we, I think we really want to see the, the fruit of the Spirit present, right? which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And what I mean by that is not to start off with, see, all these passions, There's no, what I'm saying is that needs to be the tenor of our conversation. Our conversations in any of these hard ones, whether it's LGBTQ, whether it's, suicide, whether it's I'm leaving your youth group, the fruits of the Spirit's being shown, and 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 dying to the flesh in this instance I think for me is my natural response sometimes needs to be vetted, right? I'm leaving your youth group. Oh no, why? Mine's the best. Why would you ever go to someone? Okay, I'm going to die to the flesh on that. I'm going to have mm-hmm. some self-control now. I'm going to be kind and patient. I want to hear that out, right? Um, you know, or hey, my my family's abusive. I'm gonna go step in there. I'm gonna sh- no no, no, I'm gonna, you know, so I think sometimes we need to process our own desires on how to respond to things and um, and this is even one of them, right? I think there's been a lot of a lot of um, <laughs> literature uh, ink spilled, a lot of videos made, a lot of conversations that have gone really poorly yeah. from, from from places that people want to you know, hearts that might have good intentions, right? But I think, you know, that that things have been, aren't always done well. And, and, and Ian and I are
0: aware of our own shortcomings. So yeah, so there's going to be things. We talk about broken people in the business, broken yeah,
1: people. Yeah, so so there's going to be things we say on this that you may or may not agree with. And there'll be things that we need to learn from on this. So uh, th- th- this is uh, an open conversation in that way of learning from each other. but. You know, we're 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 gonna we have two goals in this conversation as we talk about LGBTQ. One is um, how to shepherd and care for those like Ian said who might resonate or identify with with the LGBTQ um, community. How do we shepherd that in our large group setting, midweek setting? And then how do we shepherd that in a one to one or a counseling kind of dynamic? We're not counselors. Neither uh, Ian and I are professional counselors, so we can't diagnose things such as gender dysphoria we can't do things like that we we would have to go to a third party for that yeah um but we you do see catch yourself in counseling moments where people are coming and confessing to you or confiding in you or processing with you so that's kind of where our conversation is going we did want to start off though that both ian and i see the scriptures um teaching a historical truth uh, a historical approach on marriage, which is between a man and a woman. Uh, we hold to that and that any sexual activity outside of marriage between a man and a woman, covenant made between a man and a woman is sinful. Um, that's not just simply um, this kind of sexual activity, or that no any sexual activity outside of the covenant of marriage between a man and a woman is sinful. But with that being said, like you just said, we're dealing with people.
0: Yep, with people. Broken so, people in the business. Broken people. So,
1: so as we approach this conversation, I think it's Preston Sprinkle who says, and we're going to reference a lot of sources out there. Um, you know, and a big influence in my life on this approach is Preston Sprinkle, um, and then a big one
0: for you, Jackie Hill Perry, Gay Girl, Good God.
1: Yeah, and so there's also great ones out there. Sam Alberry, uh, who who wrote, "Is it God anti-gay?" Awesome, awesome. Book little book Von Roberts who wrote transgender, or the book transgender, also a great great book. And some of those people who've written those are coming from the the uh, point of life of same sex attraction or uh, working through gender dysphoria. So they're coming at it from personal experience along with, excuse me, biblical authority. So
0: good history book two for you. I'm trying to look it up. But it is Jesus Revolution by Greg Laurie. The revolution during the hippie movement was also uh, when kind of the sex culture kind of blew up, um, and a lot of what Greg Laurie talks about in that uh, was also I saw a lot of similarities between that book and K Girl Good God by Jack Hill Perry. I really those two books were hugely instrumental in how I approach this ministry so now in my life i have had parents come up to me and say my daughter identifies as a boy how are they going to feel when they enter your youth ministry Mm -hmm. and often i have responded with i've found two different kinds of situations where i've dealt with this so i'm dealing this is the first situation where i've had so what i've often dealt with is i've talked to them and said oh we um We'd love to have you your your student join our ministry. We'd love to have them participate. We I respect your worldview. What I would ask is that as you as I respect your worldview, that you and you're entering into our worldview and we believe in what scripture teaches and we've prefaced this already. Andrew did a great job about just saying like we believe that the word of God is, you know, scripture that we believe it to be truth. and we're going to teach out of that truth that God loves us and wants a relationship with us. But our sin separates us from that relationship Mm -hmm. and that sin is widespread and, uh, multifaceted. So we, but we're broken and we, we need God to make us whole. So we are, uh, so as you step into that, our world view, just know that that's what we're going to be teaching out of that. We're all growing. Yeah. And, um, they, the parents always really receive that well, yep. and I, I unfortunately don't often see that student show up, Yeah. but I think it's because we have that preface, and it's a really good beginning conversation, and I've had a lot of positivity from those conversations, but then I also have, on the other side of it, I have had students from uh, that worldview enter in of their own accord, not mm-hmm. from their parents' accord like the parents prefacing things or looking out, like trying to find a good place for their kid. Uh, the parents, kids just show up or they hear from their friends and come invited. And then they, because they love the love that they receive, um, then they bring more friends. So we've got a,
1: yeah. Well, I, I think you hit something really strong there. Pre- Preston Sprinkle has a quote that I love using, which is simply saying, uh, they need to feel our grace before they'll ever hear our truth. Mm. Or to hear our truth, they need to feel our grace first, right? And and I think what you're saying there is, hey, if your kid comes, yeah, if that's the first thing you're going to ask, we're going to talk about that, right? But they're going to feel loved. Like our, our children's ministry programs, and I'm including our youth ministry programs in that at our church, we, we, we're really big on um, feeling pursued in love and built up in truth. So we hope that when you come, no matter where you're at in life no matter what stage you're coming in you you feel pursued in love that you're wanted to be known you're wanted to be cared for uh, our our mission statement for our youth ministry is to actively pursue and create a hospitable environment where students can hear accept and be transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ we use those words specifically we use hospitable because we want when when I was in uh, the hospitality industry I was tasked with studying what does it mean to be hospitable and, and kind of bringing that into our team atmosphere. And one definition I love was a safe place to change. And, the, and, and, and in the hospitality world, that means, you know, you feel like you're at home. Well, I want that in my ministry too. I want people to come and go, man, I'm really liked here. I'm really cared for. And actually, they see me bigger than just my video games or bigger than just my sports or bigger than my sexuality. They see me as a person. They value me here, and so over time, they hear the gospel. They hear the love of Christ. You know, I love what you say. No, no, Jesus show Jesus love Jesus, right?
0: No, Jesus grow Jesus. Grow show Jesus. Jesus, yeah.
1: And in result, there's a love for Jesus, right? I'm trying to make myself sound right there.
0: Oh, that's um, good. No, what what all springs that we were talking about that during the retreat that yep. we just went to yep. is doing all of those things. We want to know, come to know Jesus. Want to grow in our faith with Him and grow in our understanding of Him. And be pushed to show him, mm-hmm. not out of duty, but out of devotion yeah. for God. Yeah. Because we love him so much, we want to do those things versus feeling like we're going to get punished. Because
1: at the end of the day, you're still an image bearer of God. Yeah. that That is true, no matter what sinfulness you have. Now, we don't, you know, we're, we're sinful, right? So within being sinful, there's going to be showed in certain ways. But you're an image bearer of God. So I actually... A lot of times we want to be slow, especially in the large group setting, starting there, right? Like, I love what Preston speaker gives, you know, uh, case study after case study of churches that have been like, yeah, people came trying to, you know, kind of make the Christians kind of shocked that they're, you know, a lesbian couple or uh, a gay couple or a same-sex couple. And and they actually walked away pretty shocked that they were loved. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Hey, how'd you two meet? You know, things like that. And so... You know, like I I think- I
0: struggled with this a lot in in my early days as a Christian because I wanted people to obey I guess obey the word of God. And it wasn't until later that I realized like these people don't know we don't we're not working off the same level. Yeah. Like yeah. we're we're working out of completely different worldviews, world, views, world <laughs> perspectives, and what like I shouldn't like expect that person who's living with their girlfriend like my my bro that's living with his girlfriend to have the same worldview as i do because i'm acting out of a love and adoration for god and they're working out of a what can i do for me yeah and that's and i was like oh i'm approaching this all wrong like that's that was a huge worldview shift for me
1: and and I think as we bring it to the youth ministry setting, right, like on a Wednesday night, a Sunday night, a Monday night, whatever, whenever you're doing it, you know, you have a lot of questions that come up, right? Like, well, what if you have a same-sex couple come in and they're cuddling and they're holding hands? Well, let's not overcomplicate it. What would you do if you had a heterosexual couple come in, cuddle and hold? No, you would say, no, that that's not appropriate here. Yeah, we So So I don't want to go... You know, I, I don't want to. Okay, what uh, ginger? Uh, you're at. No purple. Yeah, or like dark or or dark red or dark blue, blue right? Yeah, like, just... and I think Von Roberts says this great in his book. He says, he says, especially Christians, we don't want to have an emotionally charged yuck or an emotionally charged yes. And I think when you look and you go, oh, here is this couple coming in, and we go, we gotta stop, we gotta stop it. Well, that's a little bit of an emotionally charged yuck. Yeah. Come in, and we go. You know what? Any couple. Teenage couple that they're not married. Even married couples, we go like my wife and I aren't hanging all over each other in youth group. No, we're serving. We're working, right? So when you come, nope, we're 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 not. We're asking that you don't sit on each other's laps. That you're not holding hands. You're not kissing. You know, we we had a couple in our youth group when I was first starting that I had to say that. You know, it was it was a same sex couple, and I just said, hey, no, we're we're not going to do that here. At the same time, I had uh, an opposite sex couple <laughs> going, and I'm like, no. So so when 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 people ask that question, I'm just like. Don't ever complicate it. You have the same rules across the board. Something
0: Andrew Uh, and I were talking about is uh, even so. Like these are a lot of practical steps, and like, but it all kind of stems off of a a, a, like a philosophy, Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of bigger picture. But that's uh, something that I really appreciated about Jackie Hill Perry's book, and even uh, Greg Glory's book is to the way to bring in those who may be in direct opposition to the gospel or in living a lifestyle that they feel is going to be opposed mm-hmm. by the church mm-hmm. is to uh, to not preach from the pulp or preach we are to preach from the pulpit not the soapbox right right the soapbox i mean i I feel like that's how like and this is similar but but obviously different is during the covid season it got real political real fast. Yeah. Yeah. And and I feel like churches that started preaching from the soapbox are seeing a decline in their in the maturity of their believers and in their numbers. It because you can preach politically and you get that's that remains surface level. The fruit of that does, will not be beneficial. Yeah. It's when you're preaching from the pulpit the gospel, yeah. that is gonna be what, what grows and populates a church.
1: Well and, and, and another way to say that is preach the word. Preach the word in its context. Let the as as my church likes to say, let the word do the work. Let the word do it. And now here's what I would also say though. Don't change your trajectory, right? Like, so what I mean is don't overemphasize it. Don't make every like, you know, I think in the nineties there was this, you know, purity movement in the church, and it was almost like every youth group talk was about don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. Well, then what happens is sex becomes this really, really bad, 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 ugly thing because it was always taught like that. But yeah. no, if you've got a schedule of what you're preaching, you know we're preaching through Matthew, keep preaching through Matthew. I, now, I think it's yeah. wise to take opportunities to teach on these things and equip your students to work through things, and and I think in partnership with but parents. But it should
0: almost be not unusual. Not
1: unusual, right? It's not like, oh, my goodness, I need to have it this time because last week we had X people. No, don't do that. Preach the Word. Preach gospel Because at the end of the day, all of us, no matter what journey of life we're on, all of us need the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of us need yes. the, the the teaching of his life, his death, and his resurrection. All of us need reminded that we had a God out of his love who created us, and we rebelled against him. And in his love, he didn't let us stay yeah. separated. He bridged the gap through Christ.
0: I, I honestly believe throughout all my years of ministry, which has been about 12 years of ministry, has been... Uh, when you give the gospels, people respond in three ways. Generally, they respond as they're encouraged. So, if I gave you Andrew my testimony, you would be encouraged because that's that's the gospel. That's and you're already a believer, and it, that kind of like is like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember how God called me, and I and you love hearing how God moves. You might feel invited. That's a non-believer's response. I oh, well, I want to be a part of that. I want to participate in that. I want to know what that's like. And then there's the last one, which I believe is both a non-believer's perspective and a believer's perspective to the gospel, and that means they're hardened. Yeah, and that's like there's pride involved, there's selfishness involved, there's all sorts of things that are just getting in the way of what does it mean to? Uh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. And like that's I, like I said, not only is that a non-believer's response, that can also be a believer's response. Yeah. Why are yeah. you telling me? I already know about it. Yeah, I think your heart just got. Pinpointed yeah. right there, yeah. pal. Yeah.
1: yeah, and the pin bent a little bit. Yeah, I thought, yeah. No, I, I think it's really important to remember, like you you said, we're it's a it's people, we're with people here. So I don't recommend the strong-handed. This is what the Bible says. I don't recommend that. I I, I also don't. Again, I go back to Von Roberts' kind of little proverb there. Right? We don't want an, emo- an emotionally charged yuck or an emotionally charged yes. We want to be steady. We want to show the love of Christ and and how he was gracious and gentle. That's why I start with the fruits of the Spirit, not in a rebuke to anybody, but actually in a challenge to the Christians, to the youth pastor. Remember your, your the kindness, the gentleness, the patience. So when a kid is coming to you and is confiding in you that, hey, I have same-sex attraction, or hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wrestling with my gender, first of all, if that happens... That's the a Lord. victory, man. Praise the Lord. You have done. The Lord has worked through you to be a safe place. Like I think that's what Preston Sprinkle says when people ask him, like, "Hey, what wh- what do you do when someone, you know, confesses or 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 is 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 honest and transparent about working through this with you?" He goes, "You better celebrate that. You better thank them for telling you, because that, in and of itself, is a big deal. It's
0: a sign of your the the way the Lord is working through you.
1: So so I I don't think it's as much like." Oh my gosh, someone told me it's it's more of like, hey, thank you for sharing that with me. I really value you. And that was, you know, that that's actually really brave of you to talk about that. And and the same with like you said before, anyone who confides in you, right? Yeah. That's a big step, especially for teenagers. That's a lot of
0: maturity. Andrew and I both believe that the scripture is very clear that all sin is equal in God's sight, but it's also very clear that sexual sin in general has a little bit of extra uh extra <laughs> I don't know, stuff to it. Yeah, it, it's it's, a,
1: it's within the body, right? Yeah, That's how it talks about but, that. But yeah.
0: as we prefaced before, this is like our bodies are a temple of of the Spirit, and this is like what you do with the body is important. And you could be ruining that temple by cheating on your wife. You could yeah. be out, any sex outside of the marriage covenant. And so it's like somebody to come up and like confess that sin is dynamic yeah. i love
1: that well and, and to come to, to come find counsel from you who they're assuming you're going to give counsel from the word is also because because what we don't want to do is is buy into that narrative out there that um christians are threatening and they're impatient and they're ungentle no that narrative out there i think that narrative for good reason has 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 been affirmed in some ways and what i mean by that is there, People have done it wrong. We, I think people have been heavy-handed on things, and you have testimony to testimony with that. But I think coming at and in, in, in listening, having that spirit of gentleness, kindness, and patience, self-control, right? And also, though, knowing yourself and having people around you can also help you counsel and, and counsel in that way. And so I, I think um, this isn't, you know, any kind of—this kind of dynamic isn't easy, Right? Yeah. But there's a lot of good r- godly resources out there. Um and Well, and like walk that can walk, we'll just through this walk with you
0: in grace and truth. And we we I think a lot of people want to either pretend it doesn't exist, right? or overemphasize. Yeah. And I I the the gospel's been around for decades, people, millennium. Yeah. Can we like it's clearly stood the test. Yeah. All we must do, all we've been entrusted to do is to grow in the knowledge of our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, to spread that knowledge to other people. Yeah. We are – the only person you can change is yourself. Your job is to let the Spirit do the Spirit's work. Right. Right. Right, you have been entrusted to be a safe person who is an ambassador for Christ to point other people to God. Yeah, like that's your job is to direct their attention to Him and His love and affections for them, so that God can do the work of changing their lives.
1: Yeah, and I think it's uh, Mark Dever who talks about you know we're not in the business of results, mm. so so our goal isn't to just see oh change this or change this, and and, and also like. Your goal is to see them come to Christ. Your goal is to see them saved by His grace, His mercy, not them live the life that you think is the right life. And what I mean by that is is not simply oh they they have to become heterosexual, or they have to have their gender completely fixed. No, no, no. They need to, they need Christ. Yeah, and Let's let go. like you said, and let Christ through His Spirit work that stuff out. Right, like you know, it's the old phrase, you know, Christ accepts you for who you are, where you're at. It's true, but you won't stay there.
0: Uh-huh. you won't stay there, there... he loves you too, so much that it'll take you as you are but he loves you too much to keep you where you are yeah at. so
1: so let the disciple and, and this is where discipleship this, this is what I would also say one, one last thing as someone comes to you and, and confides in you and, and, and seeks counsel from you discipleship mentorship walking along with them it's not a one time conversation Mm-mm. walking through this life with them in a way that's going to have some really good ups and some really hard downs and you're going to have to process that but Air on the side of grace. I think that Von Roberts' idea again is is don't have an emotionally charged yes or an emotionally charged yuck, and 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 approach it graciously. But find your counsel in the Spirit and other brothers and sisters who have gone before you, so you're centered on the Word and you're walking them through this in a gracious, gentle, loving relationship. Because again, these these are people. It's people. We're we're, we're, we're we're counseling and loving people.
0: And remember, we're all broken people. We're yeah. all broken.
1: What, what, what uh, two two more sources, real quick on this? I haven't read them, but they've been highly recommended. Uh, messy truth and messy grace by Caleb. Oh, I'm going to butcher it. Colton uh, or yeah, I think it's Colton Yeah. So if someone help me out, if we're saying that wrong, but messy truth and messy grace, coming on the same uh, approach and stuff. So
0: guys, welcome to hard conversations at some people's kids youth pastors wanted to disciple others with other youth pastors this is indian and andrew we're just we guys we have uh comment sections leave a leave a comment if you're on spotify we would or even uh, find us out on the anchor app or email us at the some people's kids podcast at gmail.com to just uh help us uh move forward in this conversation maybe you have an opposing view we'd love to hear about it we love to uh, just grow. We want to always be growing, always be learning. So please keep us updated with what you think is would be a good direction to go for another hard conversation. Um, we would love to hear from you. And uh, also leave a review if you guys just like what we do uh, on Apple or in Google Podcasts. Those reviews help us just get some more airtime. Um, we love you guys so much. Thank you for being wonderful. You guys are great. We'll see you next love time. Love all of
1: you. Talk to you later.